Welcome to the Hour of Glory broadcast with Reverend Jonathan Ekuban, Senior Pastor, Springs of Life Chapel International. It's our prayer that you receive the heavenly touch that you so much desire as you listen to the message today. Now, here is Reverend Jonathan Ekuban. You make my life so beautiful. We're praying that the power of the Holy Ghost will overshadow us. Anoint my lizard and speak for your word as of an oracle. Let it bless the hearts of your people in a special way. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. I started doing a series on curses and blessings. Amen. The Bible says, a curse without a cause has not come. Now today I want to be zeroing in on evil words of unfriendly friends. They are friends who are not friends. And they release curses on you or ill wishes on you. So evil words of unfriendly friends and enemies. Now the success of every person's life is due to some invisible forces. Sometimes you can realize that some things are working for you and some things may be working against you. Now in athletics, sometimes they have what we call the wind speed, either positive or negative, that aids or impedes them when they are running. These invisible forces, as I said, are known as blessings or curses. Now the effects of blessings are fruitfulness and prosperity. The effect. You see, who has seen the wind before? But you feel the wind. You feel it blow your dress. You feel it blow the leaves in a particular direction. Is that right? So, the wind is there based on its effects. So there are blessings and curses and their effects show. So if blessings are happening in somebody's life, the effects are shown. And when there are curses also, the effects are manifested. Amen? Okay. The effects of blessings are fruitfulness. The effects of curses are frustration and barrenness. There are vehicles that convey blessings and curses as you came to church today for most of you you came by some vehicle is that right what you sat in and brought you here is a vehicle there is something that also brings you blessings or curses and they are known as the vehicles and the main vehicle that brings blessings away there are also vehicles of various objects other objects that bring blessings are the anointing oil and the Holy Communion, which I'll talk about later. And then there are objects also that can bring curses on you when you double in idolatry or you double in, you, you have certain objects. Some of you, you go, go and buy some art piece and you think that that art piece is some decorative piece, but it is a representation of an, somebody's idol. It's an image of somebody's idol. So you bring that thing to your house and then the spirit of the thing will be manifesting around you. Are you here with me somebody? Okay. But that's not what I want to be talking about this morning. What I want to be talking about basically are the words. In heaven, the devil tried to fight against God. And he used violence. When he used violence, he lost. And when he came on earth, he had to change his strategy. In order to win against man, he used words. In heaven he used violence, he didn't win. And when he used words, he won. And most battles, most things that have gone on, it is words. 
So we have to be very mindful of the words of people in our own words. In Genesis chapter 3 verse 1 to 7, you'll find out that the devil went to Adam and Eve. In fact, he went to Eve. The Bible says that he was more subtle than any beast of the field. And he said, someone say, he said. Yeah, so he spoke. He said unto the woman, has God said that you shall not eat of the tree of the garden? Obviously, he knew that God had said it. So what was he doing? He was creating doubts. In order for the devil to get hold of you, he will create doubts. And the woman said, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said. God has said. And the devil said. So what is it? The devil is trying to fight against the word of God. So every time the devil will try to say something in order to counteract the word of God that you already know. God has said you shall not eat of, the, of it. Neither shall you touch it lest you die. And then the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die. Have you seen how the devil uses his word? You shall not surely what? Die. For God knows that in the day you eat the rock, then your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be as God, knowing good and evil. And the devil is always a trickster. He will also bring, always bring about a half-truth. Already they were gods, so they didn't need to eat that fruit in order to be as gods. Amen? Because the Bible says that all ye as gods. Is that right? Good. Bible has already said, the child of a dog is a dog, the child of a goat is a goat. Is that right? So the child of God has got God inside of him. Simple. And then the verse 6 says that when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wife, she took of the fruit thereof, did it, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did it. Did the devil tell them to eat? He didn't. But the devil only created the environment for them to go away from. So the devil seduced them. Are you getting me? With words. And then the moment they did it, so first the devil made them doubt, doubt the word of God. She got deceived. That's why the Bible says that she was deceived. And when she got deceived, she disobeyed. And when she disobeyed, she went away from the presence of God. And to be deceived means to, to be made to believe something which is not true as true. And I'm sure all of us seated here, we have believed something that we thought was true, but it wasn't true. Later on, we found out that it wasn't true. That is why you need the sensitivity of the Holy Spirit, the discernment of the Holy Spirit, that anything that you encounter, some boy can come and tell you, I swear my father can tell and do the sign of the cross, and put his hand on the lips, and say, ah, you are the only woman I've ever seen in the world. You are this and that. Meanwhile, he has 21 girlfriends already. I swear my fathers can do. Hallelujah. So you find out that Adam and Eve were poisoned. Somebody say poisoned. Through the devil's words. Amen. Okay. Now, how do we overcome that? Revelation 12, 11 says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of the testimony. So you need, it is the blood that does the cleansing, the word does the cancellation. Amen? You need the word of God to be able to overcome that. Now, blessings and curses are invoked, as I said, through what? Words. And these words, number one, may be spoken, number two, may be written, and number three may be inwardly acted. Someone says spoken, written, inwardly acted. So words are containers. Amen? Just like you can have various containers, various pans, and they contain something. So words are containers. And these words, when they are released, what they contain is what will come. <laughs> Amen? 
I've told you three ways by means of which words are transmitted. Is that right? By being spoken, by being written, and by being uttered inwardly. The spoken words. In First Samuel chapter 17, 43 to 47, when David was fighting Goliath, the Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog that you come to me with staves? And the Philistine cursed David by his God. To curse means what? To pronounce an evil upon him. And you see, when a curse is released, it is followed by an evil operation, an evil spirit. But before will get to work. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me and I will give your flesh unto the fowls of the air and unto the beasts of the field. Then said David to the Philistine. You see, the Philistine said to David. So he cursed David by the gods of the Philistines. So it means that he had introduced evil spirits against David. And David didn't keep quiet. And David also said, when you read Mark 11, 23, Whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be removed, and be not cast into the sea, and shall not die in his heart, he shall have whatsoever he said. So after Goliath has said, David didn't keep quiet. David also said. So when the enemy has said, you also must say. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, and with a spear, and with a shield. Is that right? But I come to you, in the name of the Lord of hosts, Jehovah Sabuah, and the God of the armies of the Philistines, whom thou hast defied. Then he went on further to say that, This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will smite you. So now you have turned over the battle unto the Lord. So sometimes you find certain people threatening you, certain situations threatening you. Please, by your physical mind, you cannot fight a person. By your physical mind, you can't fight certain things. So you turn the battle over unto the Lord. This is Reverend Jonathan Ekuban. We'll be right back. Keep listening. Are you afflicted, troubled, confused? Do you need the touch of God? Join us this and every Friday for prayer, miracle, and healing service from 6.30 p.m. And God will answer every prayer and your heart's desires. May the work of your hands be blessed. May you receive the promotion of God and the defense of God. And wherever you go, may the doors of glory and favor be open unto you. Welcome back. Stay tuned. He said, this day the Lord will deliver you to my hand and I will smite you and take your head from you. At the time he was saying that he didn't have a sword. All he had was a catapult. And I'll give the carcasses of the host of Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth. That all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Hallelujah. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saves not with the sword and spear. For the battle is the Lord's and the Lord will give you into our hands. And guess what? The end of the story was that Goliath fell. And David used Goliath's own sword to cut off his head. So God is giving you the upper hand. Oh, you didn't hear me. I said God is giving you the upper hand. But you realize that? The moment, I want to teach you a spiritual lesson. You see, the moment he said the thing, when he cursed David by the gods of the Philistines, evil spirits went to work. But David, by the word of the Lord, he also spoke. And he said that now I also turned the battle over unto Jehovah God. So now the battle became the battle of the gods. So sometimes at your office, where you work, your shopping area, whatever you do, 
They are the battles of the gods. There are things that are speaking. They go to consult things. They do all kinds of things. And you keep quiet. And you get up to pray. And you come for prayer meeting. And you do anything. And you just do our Father who art in heaven. You've got to begin to speak back. And some of them, even they are speaking, some of them you get to know. But some you don't even know. And those are the dangerous ones. You see, the most dangerous thing is to have an enemy you don't know. That is what we call unfriendly friends. They will smile with you, but they hate you with great passion. And with time, they will manifest it. Amen. There are people you have to mark. And with it's time, you see, whatever is in the heart of the person controls the person. So be careful what enters your heart. I make sure that nobody ever comes to say anything bad about a man of God, a woman of God I relate to. Never. Do you know why? You cannot advise the devil. And when people are offended, or people think they are right, they think they are right, and that they have to do what they have to do. And you see, the devil makes them reason wrongly. And there is no advice you give to them. And when they are speaking, their words become like poisons. It's in the Bible. We are going to be learning it. So there are poisons that people can release against you. Poisons. You see husband and wife, nice. And somebody begins to release a poison to the man. Starts mistreating the wife. Starts mistreating the beloved. Starts mistreating somebody who has been good to them. An evil spirit. They are strange entities. Hello? And if you are not spiritual, eh, the devil can easily use you. Easily. There was a time that a couple went to live in a house. Nice couple. Everything was fine. And then one day this man of God visited them. And then the Lord showed to the man in the night. He woke up. Actually got up. And then he saw in the realm of the spirit somebody sitting down. A beastly figure sitting in their house, in their living room. And he asked him, so what are you doing here? He said, I've been living here for a very long time. Anybody who comes to stay here, I influence their marriages and fight their marriages. And I break up their marriages. And the following morning, when the man of God, you know, they met the couple and said, are you guys okay? Are you okay? The men will always say, oh, hey, hey, it's okay. Then the lady said, no, it's not okay. He said, just before you came, we fought. When you came, we straightened our faces and that we have been going through all kinds of battles in this house and that we are contemplating divorce. So you realize that nice couple, everything was okay with them, but there is a certain spiritual being which is there influencing them. So the man will think it is my wife. My wife will think it is my husband, but it is something else that is speaking. But today, whatever something else that has been speaking, and fighting you, fighting your peace, we are going to rise up against that in Jesus' name. Amen. You didn't hear me. I said we'll fight against that in Jesus' name. Amen. Can I have an amen? amen. Words can also be written. Curses can be, can be written. Hey, in somebody's talisman had been written, Satan, take care of this soul until you deliver him to hell. So the things that some of you amulets and things that we saw the boy who buy you are protect you don't know what has been written on it. Some of you have gone for places to places before for supposed protection and they give you some things. Put it on your hands, wear some ring. Some of you wear them as beads. The man you like, when you are going to see him, just wear the, the, those beads. He won't go back again. But you don't know what has been written in it. David spelled out Uriah's death. Eh? His own chief bodyguard. Now, David's chief bodyguard, close by him, was Uriah. And one day, in 2 Samuel chapter 11, the Bible says that David, at the time when kings go to battle, David stayed in the palace. And then he saw this beautiful lady taking a bath, and he got attracted. 
And unfortunately, he utilized his position wrongly. If you are king, you are king to govern the people, but not to govern people's wives. Amen? Yeah. And people sometimes they overextend and overact their powers. And so he, he, he sent for the lady. And who are you that the king has called you that you will not abide by? So they ended up sleeping together and the woman got pregnant. Then she sent a message, King, I'm pregnant. Instead of he repenting, he tried to cover the sin by sending for Uriah, come home. When the guy came home, he wanted him to go and sleep in his house so that he would end up sleeping with the wife to cover up the whole thing. And the man said, the ark of Israel is out there. My boss Joab is fighting, so I cannot stay here. I can't go and sleep inside. The guy didn't do it. The second day, he didn't also go. So David realized that Charlie, the cover up will not work. So in order to cover up, now we've got to get rid. Because how can you impregnate your own, one of your own chief officers who are going to fight for you? So he decided, the Bible says in the verse number 14, to give the guy his own death sentence. So it happened that David wrote a letter to Joab and sent it by the hand of Uriah himself. And he wrote in the letter saying, Set Uriah in the forefront of the hottest battle and retreat from him that he may be struck down and die. So what was it? He has spelt out his death. Today, anybody who has spelt out your death and spoken against you that you should die before your time, we reverse that spirit and those words into their camp and we declare that they will die and we shall bury them. I said they will die and we shall. You see, as the man was carrying the letter, he didn't know what it was in, what was in the letter. So as some people are laughing with you and as some people are going around, you don't know what they have written concerning you. Amen? He said they're setting in the forefront of the hotels, but and every general knows the strength of his people. He, every general knows their strength. And he knows that Joab can survive some things, but Uriah cannot. So put him there. If he's killed, it's as if he just died naturally. But he didn't die naturally. And the guy ended up dying. And when he died, he brought about further curses upon David and his family. But the key thing is that by David's written letter, he imposed a curse of death. That's why I'm, I'm trying to let you know that Cases can be written. When Jezebel wanted Nabal's vineyard, she wrote letters and they fasted. Wrote letters and fasted. Any evil fasting going on and any kind of letters that have been written in order to prematurely terminate your life and bring shame and affliction upon you, we come against that in Jesus' name. Amen. Number three, cases can be uttered just like sometimes you can utter prayer. Is that not it? You are somewhere and then you say, Lord, help me. Lord, do this for me. You don't speak them out, but inwardly you declare them. So inwardly also people can declare something. There are times that when people see that, hey, you got grade one. You are nurse. I'm, now, Charlie, I've got a boyfriend. Oh, a man who is going to marry me. Or oh, this is the day we are going to marry. Eh, I'm going to marry. So they, initially you see they show that the pressure quickly and they cover up. Then inwardly they speak something. But whatever any people have incubated inwardly to speak against you, we declare that it shall not be uttered out against you. I said it shall not be uttered out against you. We incapacitate them in the name of the Lord Jesus. 
Psalm 15 verse number 1 and 2. That is the words. The words that are uttered inwardly. Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle and who may dwell in your holy hill? Then he says, he who works what? Uprightly and works righteousness and speaks the truth in his heart. So people can speak the truth in their heart and they can also speak what? Curses in their heart and blessings also in their heart. Amen. This is Reverend Jonathan Ekuban. We'll be right back. Keep listening. Are you afflicted, troubled, confused? Do you need the touch of God? Join us this and every Friday for prayer, miracle, and healing service from 6.30 p.m. And God will answer every prayer and your heart's desires. May the work of your hands be blessed. May you receive the promotion of God and the defense of God. And wherever you go, may the doors of glory and favor be open unto you. Welcome back. Stay tuned. Now, in James chapter 3, verse 8 to 10, words that come out, they come out as poisons. Someone say poisons. So, words can be toxic. You see, in, when you read Ephesians chapter 4, Verse number 15 and 16. The Bible says, Every joint supplier maketh increase of the body. People can supply things that will bring about increase. Good things bring about increase, and bad things act as poisons to disintegrate. Poisons always disintegrate. Isn't this so? When any poisonous thing gets into your system, it disintegrates your cells, disintegrates your whole being. So the moment any poisonous substance gets into the person's life, his life gets depreciated. When poison gets into a group of people, their life gets depreciated. Amen? Now, in James chapter 3, verse 8 to 10, he says, But no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. So, from the ma- Listen, people's mouth, poison, and now, the devil is also fomenting evil, ethnic, wickedness. You know, just using one person, he gets up and says, we are not happy about it. So it means that through the mouth of one person, a lot of evil can go on. And what the person says may sound reasonable. The Bible says that with, it, with the mouth, we bless our God and Father, and with it, we curse men. So it means that from the mouth will come what? Words of what? Blessings. And from the mouth, curses can come. Poisons can be released. Today we neutralize whatever poison is against you. There are people who don't like your lifting. You'll be surprised that even the very ground that you are walking on, they don't like it. Sometimes when you hear some people and they are talking about another person, you hear me, she, 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 Officer and wife, officer when you be yama, who say, Ahoyao, envy, backbiting. Anytime you backbite somebody, you stay at his back. And anything you cannot stay, say in front of somebody, don't say it behind it. If you are a man indeed, and a woman indeed, and you think what you are saying is a good thing, face a person and say, Brother, this, sister, this, face. We speak face to face, not face to back. Amen? Yeah, but that's what we do. So a lot of times, the thing you are saying behind the person, even if you want a change, he cannot change. Because you are not saying it to him. 
you are saying it behind him to destroy him. Why do you want to say behind him? Because you want to destroy him. Deadly poison. There are people that are working. Somebody has employed them. In these days of economic challenges, my madam is like this. My madam is not good. My, oh, then leave their job. Why do you want to spoil somebody's job? And go and start your own and see whether it is easy. That's all. Don't spoil. Please, the people who try to spoil other people's businesses, they come under automatic cases. Every person who spoils somebody something, people who spoil church, they come under cases. I am announcing to you. All the people who get up and speak, blah, 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 will come under a curse. Did you call the man in order to talk against him? Hello? Yeah. If you've got something good, see whoever is an appropriate person and say it for the good of the institution. Are you getting me? The splendor of the Oh, what a word. This has been Reverend Jonathan Ekuban who brought you this message. You can call Reverend Jonathan Ekuban on 026-3316-457. That is 026-3316-457. Stay tuned. Same time next week. We can't end this broadcast without giving you an opportunity to make the greatest decision in your life. That is salvation. If you want to give your life to Jesus, just say this simple prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I come to you as a sinner, lost and condemned to hell. I repent of my sin and ask for your forgiveness. I believe with all my heart that you died on the cross and rose up again for my sins. I open my heart to you and receive you as my Lord and personal Savior. Please take control of my life and make me what you want me to be. From today, I am yours and you are mine. Thank you, Father, for this wonderful gift of salvation. Amen. If you pray this prayer sincerely from your heart, then you are a child of God. Find a Bible believe in church and join or you can fellowship with us at Springs of Life Chapel International so you can grow up in your faith and fulfill your destiny in Christ Thank you for listening to the Hour of Glory broadcast. We hope you have been blessed by today's message. We invite you to join us at Springs of Life Chapel International and be part of a great family. Sundays, first service 6.30 to 8.30 a.m. Second service 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. We have our teaching service every Wednesday from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. And prayer and miracle service every Friday from 6.30 p.m. You will find us on the Bachona Dogono Road off the Spintex Road at Bachona Ekobang Junction. You can always call plus 233-244-216-084 or plus 233-262-589-060. Email revjekuban at springsoflifechapel.org. Revjekuban is spelled R-E-V-J-E-K-U-B-A-N. One word. Visit our website springsoflifechapel.org and our Facebook page Springs of Life Chapel. Springs of Life is one word or Jonathan Ekuban.